Matthew chapter 28. I'm in no hurry to preach tonight, but there was uh, there's several things that needs to happen uh, tonight before we leave out of here. We had one of our missionaries that was going to come, Brother Gary Locklear, was going to be with us tonight. And I found out that he's not feeling well, but I had kindly planned him into the service to share some testimony time and some different things. So he's not going to be able to be with us. And we're going to have prayer with our group that's heading out on the mission trip here in just a moment. Pastor Jason is going to share with the church uh, kindly what's going on and a little bit about the trip, what we can be praying for while they're gone. And they'll be back. Some will be back uh, next Saturday and some will be back on Sunday and uh, some will be extending their stay. If you guys get down there and need your pastor, call me. Amen. And uh, so there's a lot going on with a lot of folks in our church. Plus, they got to do some loading of some items before they leave and head home tonight. So we're going to be respectful for that. And there's going to be some that's leaving at 4 a.m. in the morning that's here tonight and going to drive 16 hours tomorrow. So uh, we're going to be mindful of all those things. More than anything, we're going to be mindful of the Holy Spirit. Amen? Amen. So good to be here. Matthew 28, let's stand together. These verses have been on my heart. I've been praying for the missions trip. I've been praying for our church. been praying uh, about this service. was looking forward to Brother Locklear being here. We'll maybe get him to come at a later date. But uh, let's look at verse number 16. Matthew 28, verse number 16. Let's see what the Bible says. Then the eleven disciples. Why wasn't they twelve? One of them's missing, right? You know who it was? Yeah. Then the eleven disciples went away into Galilee into a mountain where Jesus had appointed them. And when they saw him, they worshiped him, but some doubted. And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. Anytime there's a missions opportunity in our church, anytime there are a group of folks out of this church that's going to be going, I always think of this verse, go ye therefore, go ye therefore. There's a lot of places we can go. There's a lot of things that we can do. There's a lot of people that we can talk to. Anywhere we go for Jesus, we're going ye therefore. You understand that, right? But it takes a little special effort to go to some places. We'll ask the Lord to bless this thought tonight. Dear Heavenly Father, we love you. Thank you so much for loving us. Thank you for the privilege of being here this evening. Thank you for saving Bailey. Thank you, Lord, for letting her mom get to lead her to the Lord. Thank you for the good news. Lord, we need good news. Thank you, Lord, for all that you're doing in our lives. Thank you for what you're doing 
in this church. Thank you for what you're doing in churches in the community. Thank you for what you're doing in preachers' lives, opening doors and sending them and using them for your honor and your glory. Help us this next few minutes of time. We'll thank you and praise you for it. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for standing. Thank you for being here. There are a large amount of people that are missing tonight, but you've got to understand something. It's a good thing that they're missing because there's a lot of people sick. I didn't realize it till today. They, uh, evidently, a lot of our young folks uh, passed the stomach bug around, and uh, they're, uh, a lot of them's homesick. And you, and, and you say, where, where would they need to be if they're sick? At home, amen? <laughs> amen. But, but we need to pray for them that the Lord will help them to get to feeling better. Some of them's got stomach bugs. Some of them's got strep throat. And uh, they've got some young folks sick. So, so be praying for them. But let's look at the Scripture. It's amazing to me how Matthew opens the writings of Matthew. He opens in chapter number 1 and verse number 1. And he speaks of the book of the generation of Jesus Christ. That's how he opens it, Matthew 1.1. But then he closes this book in Matthew with chapter 28, verse number 18, when he says, Jesus has all power in heaven and in earth. We need not to forget that, yes, Jesus Christ was born, and Jesus Christ was born in a manger, born of a virgin, but we need not forget that we're serving a risen Savior tonight. Amen? Amen. And our Savior has all power, not some power, but our Savior has all power, not just in heaven, but also in the earth. Amen. Don't ever forget that, child of God. I notice when we get to verse number 16, I'm not going to be long tonight, so, so stay with me. I notice when we get to verse number 16, it says, Then the eleven disciples, eleven disciples, they went to Galilee into a mountain where Jesus had appointed them. He had appointed them there. Verse number 16. Verse number 17, they saw him and they worshiped him and some doubted. 1 Corinthians 15, 6 says, and he was seen of above 500 at one time. I have no idea who all was here. We know the disciples are here. We know there is a lot of things going on around this text. But who all was really here and who all saw him and who was they that doubted? I don't know. Who was they that doubted? But when I began to think of this, the Lord reminded me of this thought, and I want to remind you of it. When we studied in Matthew chapter number 5, we realized that Jesus went up on a mountain in Matthew 5. We realized that it says, and he sat. And we realized that it says, and he began to teach them. And through our study of Matthew 5 on several Wednesday nights, we was reminded that there is a place, there is a time, and there is a message. And I taught at Bible school at Beulah all uh, the other week, and I reminded them of that very thought. I said, there is a time, there is a place, and there is a message. And how important is it that you and I are constantly praying that the Lord would give us that time, that the Lord would send us to that place and that the Lord would give us that message. And either it is a message that we need to share or it is a message that someone else needs to share with us. 
But we cannot miss those times in our life, and we cannot miss those places in our life, and we cannot miss the message in our life. If that makes sense to you, say amen. Amen. And I noticed here in this text, it says there was a place. They, they went away into Galilee, into a mountain. There was a place and there was a time. And it says where Jesus had appointed them. So here we are again that we see a, we see a place and we see a time. And when they was there, they saw him and they worshiped him. But let's don't ever forget when they was in that place and they was there in that specific time, in verse number 18, 19, and 20, Jesus gave them a message. He gave them a message. I believe so many of us are missing the message because we don't realize what place we need to be in and we don't realize what time we need to be there. If you and I could ever find ourselves in the place where Jesus wants us to be and the time that he wants us to be there, then I truly believe there will be a message for us to give or a message for us to receive. I'm going to challenge you again with this thought because I believe it's one of those things we hear the challenge, but we forget the challenge. I'm going to challenge you and me. What place, Lord, do you want me to go? Where do you want me to go? And when I get to this place, Lord, what time do you want me to be there? And when I get to this place and I get to the time of the place that you have sent me to, what is the message that I need to give? Or what is the message that I need to receive? Because the Lord wants to use every single one of us. Do you realize that tonight? The Lord wants to use you and he wants to use me. And he wants to send you to the place at the time with the message. I could say amen right there and be finished. You got to go. Go ye therefore. You, we, we have to go. If, if we're not willing to go, then there's no way we're ever going to be able to give or receive the message that the Lord has us to give or to receive. Where are you supposed to go? I don't know. Might be Ingalls. Could be Ingalls. Could be the Dollar Tree. Could be Walmart. Could be. One of the biggest challenges that I've been given in a long time. I mentioned this a while back. I had an individual in this church who said to me, God has blessed me in such an amazing way that I want to be able to help other people with what the Lord has helped me with. This individual said to me, you are around more people than I am. You see more situations than I see. So I'm going to give you some money. You remember me telling the church that? I'm going to give you some money. And I want you to pray and ask the Lord, where does this money need to go? This individual walked up and gave me, listen now, $500. And said, pray about it. Give it to who needs it, Pastor. Let me tell you something. You're talking about, Brother Don, you're talking about praying. Because now, now you got to picture this with me now. I got $500 cash in my pocket. 
And everywhere I went, I will just look, do I need to give it to them? 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 And then he said, do with it what God tells you to do with it, but make sure you give it to the right people. Let me tell you, you're talking about praying about the right time. You're talking about praying about the right place. And you're talking about praying about the right message. That really, Brother Rick, that really got my attention. And it seemed like everywhere I went, it was on my mind. Because everywhere I went, I was looking for an opportunity to be a blessing to someone. And little by little, the Lord would open something up. And little by little, I feel like I've done everything that I could with what I was trusted with. And I can testify to you this fact. They was times, they was places, and they was a message. They was times, and they was places, and they was a message. And that individual said every now and then, if you open up the car door in your car and there's cash laying in the seat, you know where it come from, you just make sure that you do exactly what God tells you to do and don't miss it. Whew. Wonder what would happen if every waking, because it did that to me, it, com, it consumed me that much. Wonder what would happen if every awake moment in our minds, when we went somewhere, we was constantly in prayer, is this the place? Is this the time? Is this the person? Is this the place? Is this the time? Is this the person? Wonder what would happen if our every waking minute in our minds and our spirits, we, we devoted it that much to what the Lord would have us to do every day. Wonder what could happen. You'd just constantly, we would constantly be looking. Every restaurant you went in, every store you stopped at, everywhere you went to get gas, every time you entered into a worship service, every time you was around any other people, you would constantly be praying and thinking, could this be the time? Can this be the place? Could that be the person? I challenge you with that this week. You say, well, I don't have $500 to do that. I'm not talking about money. It don't have to be money. I'm talking, it could be a word. It could be a situation. It could be a prayer. Let me tell you this. The other day, I took my mom to the cancer doctor. When we left the cancer doctor, she said, Will you go by Ingalls? I have a list. I said, sure. I go in Ingalls. I know everything now that she gets. I know where it's at. I can be in and out of there by the time she gets out of the car. I mean, I've got it down to a science, my friends. I come busting out of Ingalls. I, I come to put the groceries in mom's car, and I seen a group of people in a circle on Ingalls on Patton and Lester Highway, the one down at the bottom of the hill. And as I was getting ready to get in the car, I caught something out of the corner of my eye, and I looked, and there was a van. And there was three men and two women standing there, and I had no idea what they was doing. And I looked a little closer, and then it hit me. These three men and these two women were standing beside that van in Ingalls parking lot in a circle holding hands and they was praying. Did you hear me? Three men, two women, 
And they wasn't, they wasn't older, they was younger. They were standing in a circle in Ingalls parking lot and they was praying. And I stood there, it seemed like, for a minute and just watched them. And they wasn't just praying, they was praying. And I put another item or two up and I looked and they were still praying. I said, Mom, I'm going to take this buggy over there. I shut the door. I went by. I looked. They were still praying. I rolled the buggy and pushed it in the buggy holder in the parking lot, and I come back, and I looked, and they were still praying. I backed out of the spot with Mom. I pulled out, and I looked, and they were still praying. You know what I call that? I call that a place. I call that a time. And I call that a message. Child of God, the Lord wants to use you to do that. Do you believe it? He wants to use you to do that. We can't miss it. Missions group, you can't miss it. You can't. Blake, you might be down here for how many ever days on task, doing everything that you feel like you need to do. But always be listening and watching because there might be one standing right over there that's not a part of anything that's going on. That might be the whole reason you're going. It might not be for all this other stuff that's already planned out. You with me tonight? There is a place, there is a time, and there is a message. Listen, we can't afford to miss them. You can't afford to miss them. Amen. They saw him and they worshiped him. Some doubted. There's a place, a time, and a message. Verse 18, I'm going to finish up. And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. All power. That word power there just don't mean strength. That word power there means freedom. That word power there means liberty. That word power there means authority. And that word power there means strength. Christ, my Redeemer. Not only is Christ my Redeemer, but Christ is my Defender. Amen? Turn with me to the book of Ephesians, chapter number 1. I want to read a couple of verses and then we'll finish up. Ephesians 1, verse 20 through 23. I'll start in verse 19. Ephesians 1, 19. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power to usward who believe? According to the working of his mighty power, which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places, Far above, far above all principality and power and might and dominion in every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come. And hath put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him filleth all in all. Hey, listen, Christ is all power. He is all power, not only in heaven, but also in the earth. Amen? Verse 19, teach all nations. Go ye therefore, go ye therefore, and teach all nations, 
That teach all nations there means to disciple, to disciple all nations, to instruct all nations, to teach all nations, but not only to teach, but also to be a learner, to be a learner. You can never be someone who teaches if you're not someone who learns. We should learn so that we can teach. We should learn so that we can disciple all nations. That all nations means race. It means tribe. It even means a foreign, a foreign, and it means a people. What do you mean by foreign? We realize that the book of Matthew is particularly written to the Jewish people. So to be a foreign means a non-Jew. And what Jesus is saying is, I want you to go, therefore, I want you to go everywhere that you can go. I want you to go to the Jew. I want you to go to the Gentile. I want you to go to the white. I want you to go to the dark. I want you to go to the rich. I want you to go to the poor. I want you to go to the heathen. I want you to go to those in the uttermost part to the world and when you go there be a learner so that you can be a teacher and teach them what things that you have learned who Jesus is and teach them how important it is not just to know that Jesus come to seek and to save that which was lost but he will save you and when he saves you now it is time for you to learn how to be a follower of Christ make disciples of them Teach them what it means to be saved. Teach them how to read their Bible. Teach them what it means to pray. Teach them what it means to be serious. Teach them what it means to be a witness. Teach them so that they can teach others. That's what he's saying. This really is not just saying go ye and go evangelize, which we know that's the first step is go to evangelize. But it's to go and make disciples. Go and make disciples. So here we go. And there you go. How many is going, Pastor Jason? 31 people from this church is going. That's a big number. That's a lot of people going on a missions trip. 31 people. I don't know that I've ever been on a missions trip with 31 people. But what a blessing it is. You say, man, man. I wish I'd have known about it earlier. I wish I'd have known they was going. I'd go with them. Well, I've known about it from its conception. I know about it when you very first mentioned it. But I didn't feel led to go. So what does that mean? Does that mean that you need to go, but since I'm not going, then I don't need to go? No. I don't need to go to Mexico but I need to go to Leicester. Amen. I don't need to go to Mexico, but I need to go to Weaverville. I've got a trip planned for Friday morning. I'm probably going to be in Tennessee Friday morning, and I'm probably going to be around thousands of people. I need to go to Tennessee. And when I go to Tennessee, I need to do exactly what God tells me to do when I get there. That's where I need to go. We know where you guys are going. Where is it, God, you want me to go? And wherever you want me to go, there will be a place, there will be a time, and there will be a message.